Hello, this is Speedball Mike Bailey from Impact Wrestling. You're listening to Wrestle In. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, True Hill Phenom SP3. Yes, you are hearing my voice first this time because the leader of Just Four Fans, the leader of uh, Ace Techards, our tai, tai Chi, is not with us this week. Kieran is, uh, he's at Rev Pro, so he left the Just Three fans take over the show. I am the Takamishinoku. Let me introduce Auntie Nobi Nobu uh, Sanal. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of wrestling going on, and I'm here. I mean, slightly upset after today's show. I'm not gonna lie, but back to talk about some wrestling. This was some amazing stuff with so many different con- companies and stuff. So yeah, it's gonna be great. And of course, we got the man with the best intro in the game, the 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 ace techer when it comes to the intros. NK, how you doing, sir? Yeah, people should wear NK, aka the man that hour, too sweet to be sour, aka the hood Japanese correspondent, aka the CEO, the president, the commissioner, the TDM Tokyo Dome merchant. I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. There's been a lot of content. There's been a lot of content to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Spread across I- in the spread across Japan and outside Japan. And even mixed, yeah. <laughs> our, our leader left us with a lot to talk about, too, because I think this is like the most uh, like New Japan pro wrestling uh, content that we've had to discuss on Ace Techers because we, we filmed the last one after Battle in the Valley just before the uh, Kenji Muda grand finale show. Since then, we've had six nights of Fantascata Mania with New Japan and CMLL. You had the All-Star Junior Festival uh, with multiple promotions, including New Japan. You had New Japan popping up on Impact wrestling all elite wrestling we had the start of the new japan cup we had mercedes monet showing up on the red carpet of the mandalorian so there's a lot to discuss if you are a new japan fan welcome to ace techers here on wrestle in we we appreciate everyone who's been supporting us as we've been starting along on this journey for you new japan fans so we're going to cover it all here on ace techers but thank you for listening right here on wrestle in on all your favorite podcast platforms but yes sanal and k we got to talk first about the kenji moda grand finale because it was supposed to be a pro wrestling noah show but i know me and nk we discussed it over on the true hill heat youtube channel so i'll start with you sanal i it felt like a new japan show by the end of it because new japan swept the final four matches of the night you had uh you know uh taiji ishimori and gato got the win in nasawa uh's final match you had hiromu takahashi defeat amakusa yeah tensuya naito defeat kenji muda and one of my favorite matches of the year kazuka okada defeating kato kiyamiya what a show it was, Kenji Muda's grand finale. What was your thoughts, and what did you think about New Japan kind of dominating the final four matches on that show in the Tokyo Dome? Well, I mean, yeah, it was a massive thing for New Japan, but there was also the DDT, the Tokyo Joshi Girls were also on it, which was a huge thing for me. Because um, I think they were in, the Joshi Girls were in the opening, I think the pre-show. Yeah. But it was amazing. There were so many of the amazing, like, the stars that I watched, but I was quite surprised. Like you said, the New Japan guys like swept it up. I was like, right, I assume like it's very unlikely that Naito loses. 
okay, maybe we'll get a tie between uh, Kiyomiya and Okada, even though I know on a last podcast I made a brash decision to say that Kiyomiya was going to win. Probably shouldn't have done that. Um, but yeah, with Ishimori and Gato and obviously Hiromu, I mean, it was Gato. Like, he would, that would have technically been like your pick to lose just because it was Gato. So yeah. I thought they'd balance it out. I'm surprised Noah went for that. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know about that decision. NK, uh, what did you think about the show and the decision to have New Japan uh, sweep those final four matches? Um, obviously, the the final two, well, technically, final three matches because, you know, you had um, uh, Muto and um, you, you, had, you had Muto main event again. He main evented twice in his own show. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, the final three matches were like, I expected um, New Japan to take the victory. But with the Gato match, yeah, he could have lost. And considering the Kiyomiya finish as well, I would have thought, okay, like, you know, if you're going to end the Kiyomiya match like that, then surely a Noah guy should go over. But they didn't. New Japan had a clean sweep. So, I mean, hopefully the Kiyomiya stories continue. And hopefully there's, you know, a lot more crossovers between Noah and New Japan. But yeah, like that was a decisive, um, a, a, a decisive win for New Japan. That was crazy. Like that they won that many matches in a row. And then did they did... also swipe like when they had the Wrestle Kingdom as well. New Japan also won that as well. Was it? Yeah. 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 So then it's just like Noah's not really making itself look that great. No. They're just they're just taking the exposure. They're not just worried. They're not worried about looking strong against New Japan. It seems so. I, I don't I don't know I don't know why, but uh that's the decision that uh that <laughs> Noah decided to go with. I thought Kenji Muda's grand finale was one of the best shows of the yeah. year. Like just the pomp and circumstance, the production for Noah. Uh that's one thing I will say Noah has over New Japan is their production is top notch. It's so great. It's it makes it feel like a big time event. And that's what the Kenji Muda grand finale. And I agree with Sanal. I love the Tokyo Joshi Pro showcase that eight woman tag i love the uh all japan versus congo with uh, kento miyahara going at it with nakajima that was one of my my favorite matches on the card but like we got we gotta talk about because we were talking about it for a, a few months so we'll highlight this match on this card the Kazuko Okada versus Kato Kiyomiya. I know, Sanal, you went out on a limb. We're going for Kiyomiya. I said it was going to be a draw. Then we had the, you know, the uh, promo by Kiyomiya who said he wanted no time limit. That was your era. You should have you should have kept the time limit and just try to reach for the time limit draw because this but this match didn't even get close to a time limit draw. I think it went 17 minutes with Okada with one of the the most savage moments of the year for me so far in wrestling was Okada hitting the rainmaker and then picking <laughs> Kiyomiya up at 2 and then just hitting his final sequence like he needed. He didn't even need it. He hit, hit the Everflosion, hits the Rainmaker again and finishes him off. So now, what did you think about this match? And of course, that moment with Okada being savage. So, right, it was a great match. My issue is in any pro wrestling match, theoretically, and especially with two top guys, when Okada lifted Kiyomiya's head up and was taunting him, it should have been at least giving Kiyomiya like 10 minutes of offense, you know, to get into it. I just feel like the match itself, as good as it was, made Kiyomiya seem quite weak. 
Yeah, they definitely they definitely put him in a position that did not make him look like he was even close to the level of Kazuko no. Okada. No, it was literally like because you know how Okada like we, we usually know how Okada like matches go in terms of like um the pacing. It'll be like okay, you know, ten minutes figuring each other out, you know, and then it'll probably go like thirty. Watch it the thirty minute mark. That's when Okada like really gets into full. But it was like when the match ended, it like because. Once he hit like the rainmaker and lifted it up, I was like, "There's no Kiyomi is not kicking out of multiple rainmakers. It's too early for that spot yet." So I think it's like I was like, "Oh my god, it's it's the beginning of the end." And then when he picked him up and did it, hit the Emerald Flosion, I was like, "Well, <laughs> I just hope they do a rematch because <laughs> no one can no one can't go out like this as much as I and I do feel like you know there will be um you know a comeback for Kiyomi. They will have another match." Um, but yeah, like I feel like they're definitely trying to tell a bigger story here. But if not, if, if this is the one and done, then damn. And, 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 and the thing is, that's their world champion. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> that's the, their the, top draw now. That's the thing. It's like if you're gonna have your world champ lose, it's like ooh, not like. That. <laughs> Well, you know what's weird? So I think obviously the Naito and Keiji Muto match went longer. So you're telling me that Keiji Muto can stand against Tetsuya Naito for longer than the world champion Kiyomiya can stand against Kazuchika Okada. Like, Kiyomiya's like, I think, 10 years young, maybe around 5, 10 years younger than Okada. Keiji Muto's like in his 60s and he can have a longer match with one of the best in the world, Tetsuya Naito. Like, how does that make sense? Don't make too much sense, but uh, that's the decision that they went for. Did Gato do this? I, 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 mean, I mean, Gato might have proved himself as Booker of the Year if he got away with that. If that was what he, he suggested and Noah went for it, uh, you know, God bless Gato. Because Gato, he, is, he made us emotionally wounded, but he is recovering in 2023 so far. And, you know, to, to double down on, you know, the whole it feeling like a New Japan show, you, you mentioned it earlier, NK, because we got Naito defeating Muta. And then Muta decides, no, Naito, you're not going to get your Tokyo Dome main event. I have another main event. And he challenges Chono. And Chono and Muta are just, like, so synonymous with the legacy of New Japan that was another thing that felt like it was a New Japan show because these are two of like the iconic names in New Japan lore what did you guys were you really I was surprised I was shocked by the whole Chono moment what did what did y'all think about it NK oh the Chono moment was a great surprise um honestly like I was I was literally like you know okay the show's over I was about to make myself a sandwich and then Obviously, like um, I hear, I, I hear from the English commentary that oh, he's calling out Chodo, and I was like, just to see, even Chodo wrestling, like even Chodo wrestling in his like you know just normal clothes was hilarious to see, and then yeah, it was, it was like the perfect send off, um, for not only Muto but but Chono because Chono never got that proper retirement match. So I just felt like it was a great, it was a great celebration not only of um like their careers but the careers of their peers because throughout the match. He had with Naito, they were, you know, paying several homages to people of their era. So, um, yeah, like it was, it, it was an incredible moment. And, I, and like I said on your review, I think it's one of the best um, retirement matches I'd ever seen. And in general, yeah. 
Yeah, it was a pitch perfect kind of farewell to Kenji Buddha and that kind of leg that era of Japanese pro wrestling with the like the final image at the end of uh, Chono Muta uh, Masawa. So it was it was just all together. What a great show that Kenji Muta's grand finale was. And like I said, New Japan done take over that. But it's kind of what they have been doing since our last podcast is working with other promotions like No. Like we said, All Japan and Tokyo Joshi Pro and DDT were on the Kenji Muda show. And that segued nicely into the next, the following day, started Fantascara Mania, where New Japan and CMLL team up together. What What is your kind of your, your overall thoughts on Fantascara Mania? And what did you think about this year's uh, group of shows and all? So, yeah, I've not watched all of them, but for me, when I started watching New Japan 2018, like, Fantastica Mania was one of the first tours I watched because my first show was Wrestle Kingdom. And I remember thinking, like, because a lot of people at times, like, it's not really worth it. It's a tour you can miss. But I really enjoyed it. And, like, even now, this year, the shows I watch, I really do because it's a nice change of pace. It's like you've had the rush of um, Wrestle Kingdom this year because... Um, you had the big, like, everything going on with um, New Beginnings. And I feel like Fantastica Mania was just, like, a nice... Like, it had, I mean, like, really good matches, nice story with it. But it was a really nice change of pace. Got to see some great favourites from, like... Because it's been three years, maybe, because of the pandemic, nobody's been able yeah. to come over. So it's the first in a while, and there's some new names, some old names, and obviously the dynamic has changed hugely. So you've got Despi as a babyface now, so that's a different thing. And um, was, was it Shingo's first Fantastic Mania? Uh, was Shingo on this? Yeah, I was the, the one... on it. Um, I don't think I don't think Shingo was I because I remember a lot of the, the yeah I, I see on the first night they had um Lij represented by Bushi Hiromu, uh, Tensuya Naito and Teton. I know they uh, were they were on all the tour, but I don't think Shingo was. I think Shingo was like, hey, I'll 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 take the I'll take the this tour off after that match with Okada at the beginning of the month. But it was also Titan's first Fantastica Mania as Lij, yeah. which is always like a really interesting thing because we've always had like we've had the link between Lij and Fantastica Mania CMLL in the past with like Los Ingobernables, but this feels like the first time we've had a proper link because obviously Titan is the first um, Gaijin like Lij member, so I think that was nice and we had some fun Tanahashi coming out with his face paint, Taguchi. <laughs> Taguchi had me weak throughout this entire tournament with with the face paint, with the, the Egyptian, mask. the Egyptian mask saying six nine, him doing the acting like a mummy when he teamed with uh I think it was Kanavaru. Uh he would dress up like a caveman. So yeah, yeah. he was he Naito. Taguchi had me laughing throughout the whole Naito tournament. Naito was also but I think because obviously he took the mask the yes. first night, and then there was one moment where everyone was like, wait, does Naito know what six nine means? <laughs> I was like, I think Naito probably knows. I, I think Naito is aware, and I I love the uh, I believe it was the second to last night. He after stealing the mask early on in the tournament, he finally steals the the uh, keyboard, the keyboard, and he starts playing his music. Do 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 do. Naito is obviously amazing wrestler, and I'll speak about this a bit when we're talking about today's show. Naito, when he is turning up his personality-wise, 
you cannot beat him. He is so yeah. charismatic. It's like even the small things, like Fantastic Mania, he technically could take it off. Like, like he's a big star. He didn't need to be there. Or he could have done it and just done it. But he really went in. He went in with the concept. He enjoyed himself. And that's what I love about and that's why I think Fantastica Mania is great because you see new sides to wrestlers who maybe aren't serious, but who are known for one thing or another. And the guys from CMLL bring something else out of them. Yeah, what do you what do you think, NK, about the fact that Tensuya Naito, whose whole gimmick is that he's tranquilo and he he doesn't take things too seriously, you know, when he does like the multi man matches, he's wearing a shirt. This man had seven matches in eight days. He had the Kenji Buddha grand finale main event, and then he went right into Fantastic Mania. This is like a different Naito to start yeah. off twenty twenty three. You know, it is symbolic because it is um, appropriate given, you know, the origins of Los Ingobernables, you know, that he does pull it out for, like, these type of shows. But it, that's just the beauty. And, and the beauty of that is that, you know, he, like, when he does, you know, want to work, when he does, you know, want to show up, he, like, he can. And the thing is, like, we appreciate it so much more because he, ch- because Fratier tends to hold back because of the gimmick and stuff. And I feel like when he does have the opportunity to show out and showcase, like, he's amazing. But yeah, I feel like there's no better place because, like, you know, Mexico symbolises the place where he, he, you know, got his second start because it wasn't working as a stardust genius. And he had to go there and rebrand and rebuild and come back as this new guy um, that the fans eventually love because to, because to get voted out of the Wrestle Kingdom main event is crazy. But, you know, he had to go all undergo all that journey in Mexico, and you know the gimmick and then the Los Ingobernables faction comes from Mexico. So, like you know, to put on for a show like Fantasca Mania makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And they were a big part of this tour. I know uh, Bushi and Teton were a part of a tag team tournament that I believe started on night three and ended on night four. Uh, they came up short in the finals against. Uh, Lantis Jr. and Ultimo Guerrero. Uh, so the first couple of nights were mo- mostly just multi man matches. I know the first night was headlined by Ultimo Guerrero uh, teaming up with, uh, I, be- I believe it was Atlantis Jr. versus Hiroshi Tadahashi. And just double check this here. Uh, Yes, Hiroti Tadahashi and Mystico. Mystico, man, like I remember him as Sin Cara. That's that yeah. was I, I I saw it because when I heard when I first started hearing his name, it was when Wrestling Observer and started talking about him being like this huge star in Mexico, and you got to see him. And I remember seeing him in like 2007 in Mexico, and I was like, wow, this guy is crazy good. And then when he came to WWE, it did not work out well, but he's still really great when he's in the right setting when he's in the right setting whether it be mexico whether it be japan i don't think wwe was the right setting for him but he was one of the standouts just how smooth he is in the ring how he does his high flying he just comes across like a star he knows how to get the fans involved so now from the shows that you saw what did you think about mystico who feel like he was refreshed and revitalized in this tournament as far as like him being a star again in my opinion so when you tell because obviously I think one of the first WWE shows I watched, like way, way back live um, in Manchester, I think Sin Cara was there. And the funny thing you're talking about is like how he works, didn't work very well with the WWE staff. 
this is why I'm more like off tangent slightly, but because I think Dragon Lee's meant to make his debut yeah. in the next month, and I'm worried. Because, like, Dragon Lee's great. He's done amazing in New Japan, CMLL. Like you said, not everyone works in the WWE system. And I feel like after showing off so much in New Japan and stuff like that, will that be the place? Because we've seen Mystico come. He's now in CMLL, New Japan. He thrives. Team with Hiroshi Tanahashi. My guy used to be in, like, dark matches, doing nothing. And now he's in the main event of a New Japan tour, New Japan show, teaming with the ace. Like, I think it's worlds away. Like, if you'd have told me this a few years ago, I'd have said <laughs> that wouldn't happen. But it was. And I also want to props out, like, the CML guys, a lot of them are in very good shape. Like, some of them I've seen, and I'll speak about this a bit, with the junior one, with Sobrano Jr. They have matured so much from, like, the last time we've seen them. And that was the same within, like, the Fantastica Mania show. So, you know what? Keep having them. I've missed it. It's been too long since we've seen them, guys. Soberano Jr. was another one that I was going to bring up because he really impressed me and especially uh, his match with Teton on the second to last night. I thought that that was the match of the entire tournament. They had a, a match, I believe, for uh, Teton's title, the CMLL World Welterweight Championship. Uh, this That was the main event of the, the second to last night, which was uh, February 27th. You go out of your way. Out of every matchup that I saw on Fantastica Mania, I think this was the match to to watch because these guys were going at it like it was arena mexico like they were just high flying from the moment go once the bell rings teton pushes them to the outside and does a dive where he lands into into the people's lap in the front row they're doing um uh, soberano's got one of the most beautiful moonsaults in the game like he was hitting it throughout the tournament he had a really fun multi-man matchup where he defeated doki and then doki got the win back on him mystico soberano jr those those were the guys that kind of like stood out the most to me. Also, Val Valador Jr., who he's, he's been tearing he's it. He's always up. phenomenal, though, isn't he? He yes. always shines in these tours. Yes, he he's an ageless wonder because I know I know he's he's on the older side because he's been around for so long. But he tore it up with uh, Temperano on the uh, second to last night in a special singles match, which was another one that felt like it was Arena Mexico. He's in and this and when you said guys in fantastic shape, I think Valador Jr. is like the, at the top of that list because he's like built out of stone. If I was if I was WWE and I was just watching things, if I'm gonna get anybody from CMLO, it would be Valador or junior because this guy is just in fantastic shape but Atlantis junior also stood out he was really good he had a matchup with uh mystico on the final night the final matchup of the tournament that was really good so a lot of these guys stood out to me and it made me want to watch cmll would you be on the side of watching cmll just based on fantastic mania or is it something that you kind of have to see them more blend in with new japan i would love for them to do more than one fantastic mania per year like they have one early in the year but then by like you know the end fall comes you kind of forget about it if they can do multiple of these wouldn't it be i think it would be a cool thing to do what do you think nk you know what with the new japan um tours like sometimes like like sometimes with the tours you kind of know okay which ones are quote unquote filler which ones are going to be like important yeah. to the story and I feel like sometimes with the low, especially if you're watching like multiple different products or even just keep up with New Japan by itself, there are some shows you'd be like, okay, I can miss out on this one, I can miss out on that one. I think with the CMLL stuff, because it's two different companies and they're literally on the other side of the world, it's hard to make like 
stories interweave and stuff. But if there was like more connectivity, let's say with best of the super juniors implications or tournament implications as a whole, because one thing I have been, you know, I wouldn't say disappointed with, but like kind of annoyed about is like the lack of um, other companies in the marquee tournaments like of like the um, New Japan Cups and the G1s and the best super juniors. So I feel like, you know, it'd be more interesting if I could see some of these CMLL stars in these major tournaments for an extended period of time because a lot of people look at these fantastic amazing shows as like great variety shows but inconsequential in the grand scheme of things so like i feel like if you add like you know high stakes and high consequences like a g1 like a uh marquee tournament or even give some of these guys title opportunities or so on and so forth then it, it'd have more people invested in watching the match they do have on new japan and then if they like what they see on new japan then they'll go back and watch and what they're doing to see them at all I agree with you because yeah. that's why that's why I know Teton and Volador Juniors because they've been in this best of the super juniors. Yes. And they yeah. have them in super junior tag leagues. I was also gonna yeah. say, like now, Rocky's holding a CMLL title, isn't he? So yeah, he is the perfect time now to really like because I think I've not watched much CML, but I've seen it when like Wato's had matches and things like that. Um when guys from New Japan have gone, but with Rocky being that perfect in between, I think like SP3 said like two tours would be great like one up start of the end and one maybe between like king of pro wrestling like october and the yeah like tournament like in november maybe like that would be great and it would really help both companies and yeah i mean apart from titan there's not been much cml presence like in the no. things. so obviously it's harder i think to get guys for maybe like g1 and new japan because i know for the juniors but I remember a time where basically there was about a quarter at least in the best of super juniors that I'd yeah. uh, for sure exactly like make this partnership worthwhile so people can pay attention more to cmll and like you know we said on a i think i said a few episodes ago volador jr and rocky romero tore it up and had a match of the year candidate already this year so i agree with sanal that rocky seat can be kind of the middleman to kind of bring the two promotions together and it doesn't have to necessarily be in japan this if they want to do a second tour they can send some guys to mexico maybe for a tour in that in that time period like sanal said that when they don't really have major shows for new japan but it's kind of what we've been talking about for weeks here on ace techers it's the era of collaboration for yeah. new japan pro wrestling you you had the show with noah in january you had kenji muda's grand finale with multiple yeah. promotions you had cmll in new japan for fantastic mania and that led in nicely to this uh, past wednesday march 1st you had the all-star junior festival the show uh promoted by new japan but really put together by hiromu takahashi the iwgp junior heavyweight champion and we'll go through kind of these uh matches here we had the uh kickoff match which had i, I called it team yo uh versus uh <laughs> uh team akira yuka manji I i'm gonna get these names totally wrong i'm not the best with this this is what carrie kirian's here for kirian gets all these names correct correct this was a nice little though a like opener to kind of get things settled but 
with Yo winning, I thought that this it was going to be kind of the vibe of the entire show. I was like, did they just create this show for more New Japan to go over other promotions? What did you think about this kind of opening uh, six man six man tag that they had to in on the kickoff here, Sanal, with uh, Yo leading the way and getting the win with the direct drive? Yeah, really good because there was also a DDT. Um, I guess not Young Lion, but like one of the younger guys that started. Yeah. Lying. And there's also a guy from what was he? He was, he was also in Black Trunks on the opposing team. I can't remember, but he was spitting image of Yo. I thought, right, that's yes. he can be Yo in a few years, like his style and stuff. For an opening match, really good. Like I was like, this is the opener. It's going to be a banger. Um, I was surprised that Yo was in such an early match, but we'll talk about things. I was also surprised how early on Hiromu was in his own show. So I think it was quite nice that they weren't really pushing for all the New Japan guys to be in the main matches. But yeah, no, really good. Good that Yo got the win, but I feel like everyone shined in that way. I think it'd have been a bit weird if Yo didn't win. Just that is like, true. Like talent, but I think it was a really nice example. And again, like Fantastic Mania, most of these guys were jacked. So from this, obviously, from Yo winning, do you feel like? Um, Yo's gonna have like um a prominent year because oh uh, he's been pretty busy during the start of this year. Do you feel like mm -hmm. this is an indicator of like maybe they have big plans for him throughout the year, or is it just one of those things where you know they need bodies and you know Yo's mm -hmm. a good hand to have at this point in time? It's depend on Leo Rush on his mm -hmm. match coming up with Hiroma what they're gonna do because if they'd have had Yo maybe face Hiromu further down on the line, so not yeah. the first defence, 10 out of 10, I think Yo would have win because I think they're really relying on him now and have seen how much he can yeah. do. New Japan badly did him by giving him the first defence because I feel like maybe they're not going to have him dethrone Hiromu. So maybe it's just like you said, NK, they need bodies. Yo is consistently putting on good matches. He's getting more popular with the crowds now, so he's a safe bet. I think I think Yo is kind of one of the favorites for the best of the Super Juniors tournament right now, like because he's picking up momentum. I think that it's going to be names like Yo, El Desperado, uh, Master Wado. Mm -hmm. Those guys, I think, are going to kind of be the ones that are looked at as the favorite because. Uh, please, dear God, we can't have Hiromu win another Best of the Super Juniors tournament. Especially not as champion. Or not Taichi again. Not Ishimori again. Not Ishimori. No, Hiromu and Ishimori are done. I'm a bit sad because, obviously, going into when Ren Narita came back from Excursion, yeah. I was like, he's going to be a junior. He was a junior frame when he was in Excursion. We're going to have another person. He's in the New Japan Cup. Similar with Kyle Fletcher. When I've been watching him, he's a much smaller frame. I was like, he can easily pass as a junior. Let's get him yeah. into Best of Super Junior because, obviously, we don't have open weight um, tag titles in New Japan apart from the six-man. So I was like, I get Kyle Fletcher in. And now they're like, nope. And then El Fantasma has moved up as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, right, what are they going to do? do? With the they, were even, they were even teasing that I think today showed that Fujita or Oiwa, they would have gone over the 100 kilogram. So they don't seem to be going for juniors. So I'm like, what, what are we doing? Do? Not not everybody can be in this open wage or heavy weight division. Like we need some juniors. We need fresh blood in For the junior sure. heavyweight that's, division. That's why Yo keeps getting put in these prominent positions because he's one of the guys that New Japan know. Right, he's not. We know Yo's not going to move up. 
he is a strong person in i mean they, unless they want show to win it oh god uh, i mean i mean show show <laughs> we'll get to him on this all-star junior festival yes, because that match i loved that was probably one of my favorites <laughs> i I, lo I loved it for the gimmicks but before that matchup uh they had a six-man tag team matchup as i called them team hiromu he has he teamed up with the gac uh junior heavyweight champion Amakusa and for uh fajita junior haya who Chris Carlton loved this guy and called him the Japanese version of Eddie Kingston. And I was like, okay, I see it. I actually see it. I actually see it by the way he was going at it with um, Hashimoto on the other team. And this was, I called them team Yam Yama Yamamoto because uh, Yamamoto is from uh, Dragon Gate. He's the champion over there. He, he teamed up with Hayata from uh, Pro Wrestling Noah and Hashimoto. I believe he's from uh, DDT. These guys, man, this was a really good op opening kind of to the main card of the show. Hiromu kind of took a backseat to everybody else in this one. Amakusa, with his high flying and his dives, always stands out. But uh, uh, Fujiya Jr. Hayata, he was kind of the standout. Him going at it with Hashimoto and with the hard chops, hard strikes, that was kind of the highlight of this matchup here. What did you think about this uh, six-man tag, Sanal? Oh, really good. Like, I like that said with the first one, it almost felt like it, but it was, we got robbed having it in the second match because there were so many champions in it. Yeah. But yeah, I loved how it's Hiromu show, but he really took a back seat in this and allowed the other guys to shine. The guys who, like I said, I probably knew two of them, like Hiromu and Hayata, maybe. Um, and it really allowed them to shine. Like, and also two of the guys, I think it was this one where two of the guys didn't look like juniors. Like, I think they were oh, yeah. Two. Do you know what uh, I mean? Like, Hashimoto. Hashimoto did not look like a junior. I was like, how are you a junior? Like, and Ren Narita isn't. This is Shingo Takagi all over again. Like, I don't believe it. <laughs> that was a travesty. I don't know how New Japan thought that we'd buy Shingo as a junior. Like, I was like, this guy is so brolic. A bit like, what? Like, He's probably like heavier than like Naito and Sonada and that. So like I don't know how that worked. But yeah, it was a really good thing. This one was really diverse as well as like, it wasn't just high flying. It wasn't just hard chops. It was really nice. And yeah, there were so many titles in this. I was like, yeah, look at all these champions. And I, I love the gimmick of uh, Yamata. Didn't even want to be on the show. Uh, he was like, he was like, no, I don't. New Japan is trying to big league everybody. I don't want to be on this show. And I love the interplay between him and Hiromu. And they kind of teased after the match that we might see that maybe if Dragon Gate mm. wants to work with New Japan, we can get Hiromu versus Yamato. I would be down for that. Uh, the second match on the main card was the one you you liked that had show. This is the only matchup on the card that ended in a disqualification as you had uh mayo and uh asiyamo kadaka uh team teaming up to first show and oriaru uh the the whole gimmick on the team opposite show with the guy i think he was like he was uh, spitting out dust what, what was yeah, i was so thing. i think that's his whole gimmick that like he's silent and deadly and he has all of this I was so confused with all of this. I did love the spot where they were stopping the referee from counting three. That was fun. But you you enjoyed this matchup. I, I don't I don't know how I feel about after watching this matchup. I'm so. biased though, because Mao is in it and he's one of my favorite DDT wrestlers. So like 37 Kamina. 
Um, because I found out I was like, oh my god, one of my favorites now to like show used to be one of my favorites in New Japan. And if anyone knows Mao, they'll know that as amazing a wrestler he is, he loves this comedy stuff, he loves creating stories, and that's what he did in this one against show. It was so funny at the end, they all just like teamed up against show. <laughs> yes, like, even his partner, that was great. <laughs> he's like, I'm going, and then um I can't remember her name, the one who came out with Onyo, she's a wrestler as well. Um, she's in start. I've seen her in Stardom as well. Yeah, and so, she, did, like, yeah. she got involved in the match. And then I think in the comments, it was quite good. She was like, why are there no Joshi wrestlers involved? I was like, you know what? Fair enough. But yeah, really nice. Um, I think out of all of them, obviously, had the DQ. And then I think, I'm trying to think who, yeah, Kodaka like, challenged show to a death match at some point. So I think as Sho was walking out. So I think, again, this is another thing when New Japan seem to be teasing other stories and that maybe this isn't just a one-off. Hey, I'm always down for the collaboration because you discover kind of new guys and uh, new talent in around the world and around Japan, especially on this show. It had a bunch of them. The next match was a five-on-five, five, a 10-man tag uh, dedicated to Shinjiro uh, Tani. And this was uh, Jun Kasai was here, so I was all for it. I was like, where's where's the deathmatch stuff? Where's the... <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted light tubes, and I wanted... Because his body, oh my god. Like I, I think the only thing close to Jun Kasai's body that I've ever seen is Sabu because he has all the cuts on his chest, all the cuts on his back. Uh, it's like it's like how much glass have you been through in your life? And then uh, he teamed up with Yoshinabu Katamaru as my daughter comes in here, uh, and uh, Minoru Tanaka as well as Taka Mishinoku and uh, Tasaki Tawawa. Uh, and they burst uh, the team. I'm, I'm gonna get all these names wrong, but I'll try my best. Uh, Leono. Musashi, uh, Kodo, Saki, Sakitudo, Shaku, Kitamaro, and Shinkari Roto, Sharaku. I hope I said close to what their, their names was. But what did you think about uh, this match here, Sanal? Um, yeah, a really good one. I It had um just four guys, so two of the guys there. Again, surprised that Takamichinoku was the one who didn't get the pin. But I think it was another amazing match. Like, Monaro, I kind of forgot. I think he's in his, like, he's quite old. Let me just check now. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, pretty old, but he's in amazing shape. And I think that it just showcased how diverse junior wrestling is. Junkasai, that man is crazy. He was bringing out his, what are they called? Splints? Um... Oh, the, the, the skew, I think it was called either splints or skews, because he just puts them into the I, I the, the, the dude's head. <laughs> He's just walking around with the skews in his head. Oh, my God. You have, like, uh, two sets of those as well. Yeah, because he, he, he carries them in his pockets, and he just stabs them in the head with it. It's kind of, uh, I mean, Jun Kasai, if anyone missed that matchup last year, his match with El Desperado was one of the uh, best Phenomenal. Matches. That was, I like saw in of, Japan. that was like one of the top 10 matches of the year last year. Absolutely devastating. Absolutely. June, uh, June Kasai, and uh, that's another one where I'm like, he's a junior? How is Jun Kasai a junior? <laughs> can we have it now where they have to weigh all the competitors before? Yeah, because I, like, 
do you know what it is about the juniors? Like when I, when people who don't watch New Japan like um one watch the junior division, like I always tell them ask for the smaller guys, but then I can't keep saying that anymore because I'm like, you just have like guys who are clearly not juniors. And it's weird because it's like also you have these juniors competing in like heavyweight tournaments and they're the same size as these guys. So it's like, what what's the difference here? Like, what is the difference? It's it's kind of like you you're not fooling anyone, New Japan. No. What are you? What are we doing here? <laughs> no, there needs yeah, to be a weight limit. I would have been like, yeah, New Japan's pretty good. At, the Shingo thing has made me skeptical of everything now. I'm like, you know what? Even Doki, Doki's putting on some muscle. I'm thinking, are you sure he's still a junior? Exactly, exactly. We need the weigh-ins. I agree, Sadal. We need that. But and yeah, we need I was graduations also... as well. I feel like certain people should graduate from the division. I agree. They should have had like they should have like formal graduation, not just randomly. You just say, "Oh, this this person's in the heavyweight tournament, so they're they're moving up." I need like official like, okay, we closing the book on their junior run. Now we're I going like, up to the heavyweights. I like the way that NK said graduation because I think we had this whole thing. Was it? I can't remember who. Where they always say we're moving up to the the heavyweight division. I think the idea of a graduation is much nicer. It's not that you're moving up anyway. It's just. You finished one part and then you're moving on to something else. I like that. I agree. So someone phone Gato. <laughs> Gato, I hope you're listening. Wrestling, come on. If I had Gato's number, the conversation would be five hours because I'd be like, <laughs> "So let's talk about Naito." Let's talk. <laughs> it it would be the Jericho list. You'd be like armbar. Um, <laughs> let's talk about evil. <laughs> Let's then, let's go back to 2018. Let's let's start in January 20 and we'll work through what you've done wrong, Gato. What you what you wounded me with? What you, what was good? What was bad? What was ugly? We're gonna go through it all. Uh, Do you remember the, something called the Intercontinental Title? Do you remember that? How dare you? Don't put the blame on Ibushi on that. That's all on you, Gato. Obushi still gets heat for that. Like to this yeah. day, I it's one ridiculous. Of the ones giving him heat. The IC title is one of my favorite titles. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, the next match was a six-man tag, and this was all. This is all jokes. This was all comedy here, as you had Rasuki Taguchi uh, teaming up with Hikaru uh, Sato and I- Imanari, who is like dressed in like this sweater nightgown and Taguchi comes out with the sweater nightgown as well as well as Hikaru um my and this is when this is when the strange points when my missus comes in to me watching a wrestling match and yeah, like came in on it as well it wasn't great she was like what are you watching what is this this is like softcore porn um that's what that was her wording to me as they faced uh tiger's mass not tiger mass tiger's mass i didn't realize um, this was a thing you know i came out she came out and i just heard tiger mass i went tiger mass has suddenly lost a lot of weight and gone a lot younger <laughs> Got a lot younger here. Uh, the great Saki, uh, the great Saki, um, not not the uh, the one that you're you're thinking of. This is like a new generation one. And uh, Batin Boru Boru. This just felt like a whole DDT type of like matchup with like the I mean, gimmicks. Has anyone watched Imanari in um, DDT? I have to skip his matches because he's like Dino and stuff. It's just it's it's. It's what you, I remember Kevin was like, maybe we should have done like a warning on this, an age warning. But it was right up to Gucci's alley. 
lack of yeah. clothing, his red pants were out. It was it was something to behold. And he got to do the the spot where he pulls down his his uh pants. And I love the camera work. The camera work was exceptional at that point when uh Taguchi pulls down his red pants to give uh the guy a full-on facial with his ass crack. Uh the well, camera DDT. If you watch DDT, that is something you see every show. You know, if somebody was to take this segment out of context, they think it's an entirely <laughs> different podcast. This is a title. This is a title. A facial bombasa. That'll get people watching. This is what this is. Yep, there we go. Someone take the note. That's the title. That's the title. It's a whole different podcast now. Um, You're the whole different side of the internet. Sato got the win with an arm lock cross hold. Uh, This one went seven and a half minutes, but. You couldn't do any more of Taguchi in that outfit more than seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all he had for us. That's all he had for us. Like, get go out of your way. Maybe this is the match for for certain other people that might be listening. That's the match that you want to go out and see. Uh, Then we had a three way tag team matchup. It was El Desperado and Volador Jr. team up together diverse the glee team of yuka yuno and l lindeman the versus doki and hayoko um this one was a lot of fun i really enjoyed this one i love despy working together with volador jr volador jr once again really was a standout in this match and l lindeman i'm always glad to see l lindeman after his performance in the best of the super juniors he's, tournament. he's a junior you can tell he's a junior Yes, exactly. Because he's he's got the he's got the physique, but he's very slender. He's very small. The L. Lindemann, he's acceptable as a junior. What did you think about this three way tag novel? It's got Yuki Ueno in it. Well, like one of my favorites from DDT. So that was really nice. And um, what I liked the most before I like because I don't want to just fangirl about Ueno the entire time. Doki and Hanako. So I don't know if I pronounce it, but their I didn't know their backstory. So when they were in Mexico. Yeah. They were like a firm tag team, and I was like, "Ah!" And and I think in the backstage, kind of joking, like, um, "Doki's like, oh, even though like I mainly wrestle for New Japan, we didn't miss a beat." And I'm thinking, "Hmm, just four guys? Could we have just four guys? And we'll have to change it to and Takamich Noku because we could have like a um a freelance edition. Yeah, just five guys will definitely have copyright on it. <laughs> they did it, but that was really nice and. I think I I don't know if I've seen Uno and Lindemann team together because I know Lindemann's been on um, DDT a while. But yeah, Uno, I hope that this open New Japan fans up to Uno, like, because I feel like he's in the 37 Camino with Mao and also Takeshita, who obviously is killing it in AEW. But mm-hmm. I feel like while well, Takeshita got this big platform, Uno sort of got left behind. He is also yeah. one of the mainstays in DDT for a very long time. He's champion material he's won so many titles so it was really nice to see him interact with some of the best guys in the division so like doki volador and desperado it was so much talent in a single match it's unfair and despite it happening recently, it's always weird for me to see former Suzuki Goon members on opposite teams. Like, yeah. they had a lot of that on Fantastica Mania with El Desperado going at it with Doki. And then in this match, you had El Desperado on a different team, then Doki again. Are, are, are we ever going to recover from Suzuki Goon uh, ending NK? No. Um, I, I don't know. What, it's a weird world. Um. It's a weird world without Suzuki Goon. Um, 
It's weird because I'm somebody who's a proponent of certain factions splitting up chaos. Because that's not a faction anymore. That is just Okada and friends. That is Okada <laughs> and friends. Um, but yeah, man, like bring back Suzuki, good man. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be, I'll be going to New Japan World and being like, damn, they really brought the band up. Um, but they had they had chances to break up any of the faction. Bullet Club could have got broken up, but, and then they broke up one of the best. You know, Suzuki Goods like yeah, like Lij Suzuki Good were fine. Look at Chaos. Look at Bullet Club. They're right there. They're right there. But no, we had to. What did Suzuki do to anyone? I that's a that's a terrible statement. He's done a lot to people. But um... <laughs> <laughs> he's done a lot of people, and now they've turned him babyface. <laughs> Now he's a good guy. Now he doesn't yeah. attack the other. Now he's teaming with young lions and Honma. Like, what? What do you want in this world? Charity what world are we Suzuki. living in? Charity man Suzuki. That's what a sight to behold. <laughs> the the next one was one of my uh, favorite matches on this card, where it was an all mass eight man tag. You had uh, uh, Alejandro from Noah, Billy Ken Kid. You had Yuka, uh, uh Mass, Mist, and Mystico teaming up on one side versus Atlantis Junior, Black M- Mensoro. Bushi and Dragon Kid. I have not seen Dragon Kid in what feels like years. I remember seeing Dragon Kid for the first time on those Dragon Gate ROH uh, ROH events, the Super Card of Honor, Six Man Tag, and stuff like that. This is like a Dragon Kid seeing him. I was like, oh, okay, I'm into this matchup. And then you had Mystico on the other side, who I who I t- where I said like Fantastica Mania made me a Mystico fan again. Atlantis Junior, who's really good i i know his father but i've never actually seen him wrestle but he's improved a lot from the early days i remember on like certain new japan fantastic mania so he's really good as well bushi I was surprised that Bushi was on the losing end of a team, and he didn't take the fall here. So that's an improvement. But uh, Mystico got the win for his team with La Mystica. This one went 11 and a half minutes. What did you think about this all-masked eight-man tags and all? I mean, congrats to Bushi. He's moving up in the world, I'm going to say that. Congrats to him. But yeah, a really good match. Some amazing, like, it's so odd because we have a few masked guys in um, New Japan, but it almost seems impossible that we'd ever have a fully masked match. So this was really yeah. good. True Lucha. Bushi not standing out with his mask for once and having to showcase his talent. But yeah, no, really nice match. Um, it's It was a really nice mix, the whole show of, tag singles big tag matches smaller tag matches triple threats and it just it really wasn't like i think i read someone said there was no real match of the year contenders but i don't think it needed it that it wasn't about that it was just about showcasing all of these companies and this match did it perfectly eight mass men all of them showcasing their own personalities Yes, this one I know you're you're gonna take the lead on this one as well, Sanal. As you had Shima, who is definitely not a junior. <laughs> he surprised everyone when Wait, Shima. You took that name, I said, I said, excuse me. <laughs> Shima popped out. I popped. I was like, yes, I know him. And then it was like the pop, and then I was like, wait, he's not a junior. You don't belong here. <laughs> but Sir. he first. He versus your he boy. Took the wrong turn. I think he meant New Japan Cup is that way. <laughs> that's that a few way. weeks down the line. That's a few if weeks. If you go to the, the left, 
if you go to the left, it, you and go straight down, you'll be there. This is the wrong turn, buddy. And how disrespectful he said hi to you know the commentators and Hiromu who booked you for the show is right there. He didn't even shake his hand. Didn't even shake Hiromu's hand. But uh, versus your guy from uh, DDT, I, I hope I'm saying this right, Kazuki uh, Hirato, who whole gimmick is he's Rikishi. Where he puts on the sunglasses and he starts dancing. So have you guys ever watched any of his matches? Like no, this is no. this was my first experience no. with him. But I loved his entrance, and what popped me the most in this whole entire show was Hiromu dancing to Hiromu. So this dance, so he basically is like he's an amazing wrestler when he wants, but these his glasses and gimmick is his thing. Like he he loses quite a lot, and a lot of the time he'll lose within like 30 seconds and then the CEO will be like no we're not doing this we're starting the match again but it's I feel like for New Japan fans it'll be hard to maybe grasp this concept of why these glasses are so important because it doesn't impact his wrestling in any way but it's almost a way of ploying his opponent into his world like he does the same dance his music is probably one of my favorite theme tunes ever and the fact that Sima was so willing to go along with it was really good because Hirata's he's one of those guys that you either love him or hate him, similar to a lot of the guys in DDT. And where you were shocked when Sima came out, when they said Hirata's name, I was like, because DDT doesn't have divisions, I would never be sure like who's a heavyweight or not. And I'd never have put Hirata down for one, but it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, bring him back. He should bring him back for best of super juniors. Bring out some dancing. Him and Taguchi can team together in the tag matches. Oh, that would Sendai be Sendai Sailor Boys. Bring back the Sendai Sailor Boys. <laughs> that would be really good. I could totally see Taguchi putting on the sunglasses and just getting lost. I loved when Shimo put on the sunglasses and started dancing with them for a little bit. And then and then the the the, the curse, he lifted it up the glasses and he was he was out of the trance and the he eventually thing, got the so win. Although Sima lifted up, it's in DDT matches where it'll get knocked off by someone with a drop kick and instantly the person will almost come out of what they're doing and be like, oh, okay, we're in a wrestling match now. <laughs> great stuff, great stuff. Shima got the win with the Meteora in this one. This was seven minutes. So this was the type of comedy that I can take. Uh, I couldn't take the Taguchi matchup for the comedy because it was a little it was a little on the vulgar side. This is the kind of comedy. That's the, I could that match, the guy from DDT who obviously with the outfit, um, he's with DNO and people have probably seen his matches. He likes to kiss people and stuff. When I first started watching DDT, I was fine with it. But even now, like, I guess it depends on you. I can't watch those sort of things. Yeah. So I think if you watch DDT, just him, that's out of context. But I feel like the real comedy in DDT comes from guys like Hirata, who it's not vulgar. You can watch it with your kids and stuff. So I see where, like, SP3, you're bang on. Like, this DDT is much more representative than what we saw in that Tabuchi match. Yeah, I like I like Harato. I like the the entrance gave me life. The entrance with his dancing and then the camera work that was great. That was great. So I'm a fan of him uh, coming out of this show. Uh, then you had what I thought was one of the better matches. The last two matches I thought were the best two on the show. First, you had a five way matchup uh, with representatives from Dragon Gate, CMLL, Noah, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. NJPW represented by Taiji Shimori. Uh, Noah represented by 
Yohei and Ninja Mac, Ninja Kamikaze Mac, uh, CMLL represented by Soberano Jr. and Dragon Gate represented by Shun Skywalker. Shun Skywalker, I always, I will just say, he stood out on the uh, the Kenji Muda show and this show for his screams and his voice during the matchup, how he always like talking crap during the matchup. I love that. I thought Ninja Mac was kind of a star, just mm -hmm. that, that ninja special that he did. When he, but he kicked, I think he kicked Yohei, then kept flipping until he flipped out of the ring. That was just spectacular. Had the people on their feet. Soberano Jr., like I said, he's just so smooth in the ring, and his moonsault is one of the prettiest that I've ever seen in wrestling. Yohei, he kind of just has the personality and works really as a heel. In the end, um, it was Taji Shimori who was working with Shun Skywalker for a lot of this matchup. He decided to pull the old multi-man match. I'm going to throw you out after you do the work, and then I'm going to hit my finisher for the win, hitting Yohei with the bloody cross for the win here. I really enjoyed this match. What did you think, Sanal? Yeah, another amazing one, like, Again, Sobrano Jr., seeing how much he's grown since that last Fantastica Mania, mind-blowing. Yohei, I've watched some of his stuff, love him. And I love how we just put Taiji Shimori there just to give us a little heal. I think because the last few, especially with his last title reign, I feel like people have just lost faith in Ishimori because he is he went from being a heel wrestler, but who was still a very good wrestler, to almost following this Bullet Club heel cheater and i feel yeah. like we just need to bring back the veteran taiji shimori and yeah even if he cheated in this one i feel like let's start let's let's end ishimori's bullet club shenanigans here yeah for sure i feel like ishimori's but like is better served when he's able to like i remember like, obviously ishimori's not the youngest anymore but, like, I remember, like, watching Ishimura back in the Noah days and then, you know, just, like, seeing how dynamic he was. And he still retains that. But, yeah, I thought the Bullet Club stuff, like, it served his purpose. I like the... It's kind of reflective of the faction as a whole. But, um, you know, it served his purpose. And it's like, you know, you don't need to be babyface or anything. But, like, you know, it's time for people to really see how good Ishimura is. Because I feel like, you know, for some people who, you know, have maybe the introduction to Ishimura was with Bullet Club, it was like... What's what's the hype around this guy? Yeah, it just seems like when you go to Bullet Club, you're you're not the the same great wrestler that you, you were before become, Bullet Club. You suddenly become a bad wrestler. Show when before I think when Yo was injured, everyone had hopes that he was going to be the next big champion. Yeah, he was phenomenally fast, so strong. Again, when I met him, one of the nicest people like ever. Like I saw them, and they were so nice and. I had such high hopes. And even when he joined Bullet Club, I thought, right, this isn't the end because Jay's got a great career. And there are people who have thrived in Bullet Club. But it feels like they just were like, show you can wrestle really well. No, 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 no. Bullet Club, that's not what you can do. And I feel like when Bullet Club was created, it wasn't created for people to not be good wrestlers. Prince Devitt was a phenomenal wrestler. Even Tamatonga and Tangaloa, when they were pure heels, were still putting on good matches. And I feel like we've lost the sense that Bullet Club aren't meant to be a faction who are just taking easy wins and things. They're just meant to be a faction who started because they were gaijins. And yeah, yeah. And I thought like the beauty of Bullet Club was the fact that the Bullet Club would almost disappoint you in the sense that all of these guys are talented enough to, like, get wins on their own, and they will do it sometimes. But it'd be like, okay, 
the 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 few moments where they won, they cheat to win, which would make them a lot more dastardly because like we'd expect better of them because like you guys are all talented. You don't need to do this. But the fact that they kept doing it was what made them um, you know, dastardly heels. But then now it's like Oh, like we, you know, we'll wrestle like at the big shows at Dominion and whatever. But you know, during these tours, we're just gonna jump people, and that's all. We're just gonna yeah. jump people. Yeah, and I it kind of gets like stagnant when you've been doing it for like seven, eight, eight years. It works for people like Yujiro, who honestly we're never gonna see him putting much of the year. Yes. Um, fails for people like Evil, who although was never the best wrestler, had an amazing gimmick in LIJ, so could still put on good matches if he was with good people. Um, Kenta, I think Kenta is not great, but is better than Sho and Ishimori at the moment in the sense that, like... He's funny. Team, yeah, he's funny, yeah. like, there's a reason behind it, but Sho, I just feel like it's sad. Like, he's one of, he was one of the most... He had the most potential and was seemingly hitting like hitting his peak to become junior champion and now he's doing never six man titles but not actually doing it if it makes sense it's like i i want the show that had those bangers with shingo takagi and Hiromu takahashi i don't want this show this show is a is a far cry from the show that everybody thought was the future of the junior For heavyweight sure. division so I, hopefully they could they could turn that around. But uh, Ichimori was good here in this uh, five way match on the All Star Junior Festival. But the final matchup was a basically a showcase for two of the younger guys of the junior heavyweight division for New Japan Pro Wrestling and All Japan Pro Wrestling. I love them making it AJPW versus NJPW for the main event as it was Masterado versus Asuski Oyako. Uh, Oyako definitely is a really 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 good i thought that he impressed me the most out of everybody that i didn't know prior to this matchup but uh master wado pulled out the win uh here even after he he missed rp rpp <laughs> Uh, I was like, I was so, I was so shocked because uh, Ke Kevin Kelly and Chris Carlton kind of said he never wins a match if he misses that move. Uh, but he did here. He got the win in about 14 and a half minutes. I thought this was the best match on the show. It was a real nice showcase for both of these young guys. It was hard hitting. It was very crisp with everything they were uh, hitting here. And what did you think about this main event matchup, Sanal? So Team Wato for the win, you know that. But um, even before this match actually happened, um, yeah, um, Aoyo, I'm so bad with names. Atsuki, we're going to go for, was prodding at Wato on Instagram. So he was doing the poses and things, which is really nice. I like that they made a big thing about it. Because like you said, two of the youngest stars, they could have easily put in Hiromu in the main event or in the main event with like Volador Jr. But they showcased two of the youngest and... It was so good. Like I, as a, I felt like a proud mother watching Wato in this, like shining and doing well. And like I, said, I don't know the other guy, but I feel like this is at the end. I think they've even said it. Like this is far from the end. They want to do more, and it just shows that like the future of ProRes, no matter which company, is so bright. 
I love it. And then Masawato picking up a win, and not only just a you know a big win for him, but in the main event, I, is this a sign of things to come? Is Wado Mania Masawato IWGP Heavyweight Champion by the end of the year? <laughs> <laughs> is is, is Wado Mania big... running wild? Come on, AK, you with it? I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Um, you know, best of the Super Juniors, please, please. You know, you know, you know, you know, have him. I don't know. I, I don't. I was gonna say best, but I don't, I don't want him. I don't want to wait until Wrestle Kingdom. Like I wanna do something at Dominion. Try it. Like try something different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, I, he I, wins, I, if he wins Best of Super Juniors, he would get the shot at Dominion. So yeah, uh, I think I think you're. I think you're right. I think Master Wado, especially the fact that it's Hiromu that booked this show and he put him in the main event and he got the win with Resentimente, uh the second time on uh, Asuki. So. I think that the, he should be considered probably the favorite going into best of super juniors this year. For sure. But that was a close for the junior festival. I thought it was a really well done show. We did get Rocky Romero with a I video. I was just going to say that was a really nice moment. I love that. Yes. Rocky with a video message say axing Hiromu-san to bring the uh, all-star junior festival to the United States. Who would who would y'all like to see if they make the uh, All Star Junior Festival 2024? Because they were ma- making sure they called it 2023 for this one. All Star Junior Festival 2024. What are some of the names you would like to see from North American promotions? Sanal? Chris, Chris Saban. He's been in the best Super Juniors before, and he was great in it. I would love to see that. And then I guess Clark Connors as well would be in it. So, like, if you want newcomer, yeah, Chris Saban. Bring, bring Chris Saban. It's been ages. I thought he'd been in Best of Super Junior recently. Bring him back. Uh, give me Trey Miguel. Ooh, Ooh. yes. Give me Trey Miguel. Um, give me Darby Allen. That's like that. Hell Darby yeah. Allen is the, is the Darby one. Allen versus like Hiromu. Oh, I've, been, I've been calling for this match. This is the match I wanted at Forbidden Door last year. I wanted yeah, Hiromu versus I, Darby I, I, I very much need. Um, oh, good, I'm trying to think who's been killing it in the scene. Um, do you know is, what? Is Trent, just as a quick, is Trent still a heavyweight? Right, think- like. I believe so. He he's kind of bulked up a little bit. Uh, thinking of, I would uh, Orange Cassidy. I think he could he could he could be a, a junior if he wanted to. Orange Cassidy, I would throw in there. You know, I'm gonna give a shout to one of my guys from the UK. Um, you know, I think he'd be great in this. It was at, it was at PWG Bowl, and I think he'd be do do good in this. Uh, Michael Oku, Michael <gasps> yes. Oku would yeah. do would do um great. Yeah, he's been Super Jacobs, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like he's every time I think I watched him like probably like four or five times live in the past two years, and he never fails to kill it in all of his matches. Royal Quest he killed it as well. I would throw in Chris Bay and Ace Austin because they've been they killed it in the Super Junior Tag League. I would love to see them a part of the All Star Junior Festival if it comes to the United States. Uh, like the the whole X Division. Uh, I I can't I can't not say his name. Speedball Mike My Bailey. Give me Speedball Mike Bailey in the All Star Junior Festival if it's brought to the United States. I would love to be, see Speedball versus any of these guys like i would uh, love Romo. to see i'd love to see jungle boy oh jungle yeah. boy That's yes 
that's a good shout too, Jungle Boy. Yeah, there's so much talent here in the United States that would make it so much different than even what we saw for the All-Star Junior Festival. Like Sanal said earlier, it was just a good show from top to bottom, not necessarily any match of the year candidates, but it was just a solid show that gave you a little bit of something different from every different promotion that was represented. But the bigger show that happened this week for New Japan Pro Wrestling was the start of the New Japan Cup. Uh, this is we're filming it the same day of the show uh, from this morning opening up with two New Japan Cup matches. So we'll really just focus on these instead of the, the multi-man matches that have been preceding it. So first you had Tensuya Naito versus El Fantasmo with Naito pulling out the win to move on in the tournament. But I thought, I thought, I only watched these two matches, but I thought El Fantasmo once again with a very good performance to really cement his name even further in the heavyweight division. What did you guys think about uh you know naito moving on because i know a lot of people actually thought that maybe el fantasmo could pull out the victory but i think that naito is gonna go pretty far in this tournament what do y'all think nk um i think el fantasmo was kind of somebody i'd kind of picked as a dark horse um and i would have loved to see him as a potential challenger for okada coming up next that would have been very interesting but, you know, Naito going forward, I'm not going to complain about Naito moving on. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like El Fantasmo, you know, but with the absence of, you know, obviously JY, you know, there's a void in the Bullet Club leadership. Um, and I'd love to see F El Fantasmo really, you know, kick into second gear and, you know, really have a prominent push. So, um, yeah, obviously it's early days and we'll see. It's kind of hard to gauge, like, who's going to win with these tournaments. Like, it's best when, you know when you're a couple rounds deep and you kind of see, okay, who's remaining, that's when you can start kind of picking. But right now it's kind of, you know, a preliminary stages and just seeing, you know, who advances to the next round. Well, that is a perfect segue to talk about this other match because I think both me and Sanal's brackets have already been busted thanks <laughs> to the main event that it's had... my bracket, my winner. One of my two winners have been busted because I let my heart pick. Yes, I, I said the same thing. I, I previewed the New Japan Cup with J-News over on uh, True Hill Heat, and I said, I, I'm going to pick with my heart, and I'm going to go with just four guys, Tai Chi, for the win over Sonata, but nope. That did not happen. Uh, Sonata pulled out the win. I love the story of this matchup, first of all, which was basically Tai Chi. He could have probably won this match very early on, but he wanted a fight. He wanted that fight that he got from Osprey. He wanted it out of Sonata. He wanted to knock Sonata out of his funk. Sonata's been in the funk. He's been on a losing streak. I, I Early on, he was hitting like drop kicks and dives, and Tai Chi was basically just like, brushing it off. He was brushing it off like it was nothing. He wouldn't even fall after he got hit with a drop kick. And then Sonata just basically flipped the switch and just turned on the aggression with the power driver on the floor. Then they come back in. They got the hard strike exchange between the two guys, European uppercuts, the kicks back and forth. 
Titan kept looking for uh, Black Mephisto. At one point, Sonata went for Black Black Mephisto. Uh, he kept going for the uh, for the skull end, and then he hit the he hit the two back to back moonsaults on the back and then on the front. And Tai Chi actually kicked out. And then once again, when Tai Chi went for Black Mephisto, he locked on skull end. And then he got a new finisher, Sonata, which was basically like the Blade Runner, but a DDT form of the Blade runner kind of i think uh velveteen dream used to use that back in his nxt days uh like a swinging ddt to get the win and to move on i've picked with my heart i went to just four guys to get the push that they deserve but they keep coming up short what do you think about sonata moving on sonal and yes are your bracket by bracket has been busted I think it's Kevin Kelly's as well. I think he said that as well. Yes, yes. You, you, you heard Kevin Kelly on commentary. Me and Kevin, the same person. And I loved this match because it's also, I think, a really good turning point for Tai Chi because it's shown that, you know, while we've got guys like Sho and Ishimori sort of going in their cheating ways, even though he's now joined just four guys and they are a heel faction, I guess, Tai Chi is still continuing to impress. He is pulling out matches. He has shown that... I think two years ago, before Dangerous Tackers, Tai Chi would have taken the easy win. He'd have been like, right, Sonata yeah. is not in a good way. I'm just going to win this easy. But he knows his potential now. Like, we have seen it. He's a fan favorite. I think when they were doing the chance, there was maybe two or three very stupid people shouting, Tai Chi, go home, which was a contrast to maybe like four, three, four years ago. But Tai Chi yeah. knows his potential and he is willing to risk a loss so like he did with osprey and now what he's done with sonada just to show that he is a good wrestler and while i'm annoyed like i i think someone said this has to be making sonada come close to winning this because you you can't keep building him up and giving him a story like they've given him a good story he has lost he's not done well but now tai chi has done something to him found his core strength found a new finisher this has to mean that something is happening you can't just have tai chi lose bust mine sp3 kevin kelly's bracket just to not do anything with such kenta in the next round yeah the only thing i would say is that i am not i do not want to see another um sonata okada match i think i'm tired out (laughs) (laughs) are they gonna have sonata once again make it to the finals just to lose like now after this win because i i'll I'll just let it be known my bracket uh it was busted with this loss but i still my my two favorites for the finals my final prediction is naito versus finley that's what i think the final is going to be but after this and the story that they set up for sonata i can realistically see sonata making it all the way to the finals but if he does, he's in his hometown. Are they going to have him lose in his hometown and lose another New Japan Cup final? He lost the New Japan Cup final in 2019 to Okada. He lost it in 2020 to Evil. Is he going to lose a third one to, to Finley or somebody on the right-hand side? What do y'all think? Do you think that Sonata can actually make it that far into this tournament and maybe even potentially win the whole entire thing? I mean, I would say he could have won, but not after what they're doing with Finley. It's a similar thing with Finley, though. They keep yeah. building Finley up and keep building him up and just to have him not do anything. So basically, you've got a battle now, realistically, I guess, if Sonata does go all the way, between two guys who have just had 
I guess, really bad booking and that everyone wants to see win. So it depends on who they're going to go for. They're going to go for the Gaijin underdog who is now turning heel or are they going to go for the Japanese guy? I also wanted, I got a weird place in my mind, I wanted Sonata to lose this match. Not just for Taichi, go a bit crazy and join Strong Style. Hmm. I, I wouldn't I, yeah. I I honestly was like I, I saw your your tweets earlier this morning about you just wanted them to hug. I wouldn't have mind if Sonata decided he wanted to join just four guys. I'd have said that, but it's the trademark thing. They've given four guys, it's gotta stay four guys, but um Taka yeah, I, doesn't count. Taka should be like the, 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 the spokesperson, he should not be a part. Exactly. Just four guys and a Taka. I feel like LIJ is, I think Sonata's run his course in LIJ. I feel like, whereas Evil, when he went to Bullet Club, I feel like Evil could have stayed in LIJ and worked it. I feel like maybe we need Sonata new. And the perfect place would have been Suzuki-gun, but if not Suzuki-gun, Narita, Suzuki, and Despi, just, it just seems to work with Sonata. I've got it in my head. I just, I need it. And I thought a loss here would have been another proof that maybe it's time for a change in Sonata, but I feel like he might just stay in LIJ longer now. That's what it seems like now for uh, Sonata, but we're going to keep track of this New Japan Cup. The next time uh, that we have another edition of Ace Techers, it'll be a little bit further. I think we'll be into like the quarterfinals by that point. So we'll get Kirian on here and we'll see how this whole tournament has progressed even more. You got the 51st anniversary as uh, Shoto Amino versus Yujiro Takahashi and David Finley versus Tomohiro Ishii. Ishii, um, I think that that's going to be Finley and Shooter moving on. What do y'all think? For sure. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm, um, I'm, I'm interested in, I'm very interested in Finley and um, Ishii as a match. Um, I feel like, you know, Ishii's Mr. Old Reliable and, you know, I know, like, I, I want to give Finley some time. I want to really see what he's going to do. Like, I, he's, he's the person I've got my eye on. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really great matchup what, between what those if, two guys. What if Yujiro beat Shota? Do you see the pictures that Shota's posted today? No. So he basically went on and he posted a picture of, I think it was him, Red Shoes Uno, and Yujiro, and when Shota was a real child, and I was saying about how, like, when he was younger, he used to just, like, hang out with Yujiro and stuff. So it turns out there's, like, story to this. I mean, that's I think was nice stuff. But again, I just come and say Yujiro win just to make an easy win for Zack Saber Jr. Hey, I want Shooter to beat Yujiro so he can beat Zack Saber Jr. and set himself up as another contender for yeah. the team title. That's what because I want. Because if he loses to Yujiro, <laughs> boy, that Wrestle Kingdom match looks funnier than like now. Yes. That, that Wrestle Kingdom match where you give him, you know, you put him next to Tanahashi and Muto. And then he uses to Yujiro? Like, uh, like, at this point, I'm like, Gato, get get off the chair. <laughs> Just get off the chair. Give the pen to somebody, anybody. Let, let Ace Techers will take over the booking. We'll, uh, we'll exactly. Exactly. We'll take over the booking. The one good thing that New Japan is doing is that they seem to kind of be featured across all of wrestling and even 
out of wrestling. Uh, we'll close off this episode with talking about how New Japan has been represented on AEW as of late. Aussie Open was in the traditional battle royale and casino battle royale ahead of AEW Revo- Revolution, and they had a great matchup with the Young Bucks on AEW Rampage on February 24th. Then you had uh, Kenta arriving in uh, Impact Wrestling teaming up with Chris Bay and Ace Austin to defeat Time Machine, Kushida, uh, Chris Sabin, and Alex Shelley at No Surrender on the same date. And then ABC, uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin defeating the Motor City Machine Guns on the most recent episode of Impact on Access TV. So the Bullet Club has some gold back in its in its uh, form, and Jay White is being represented by the two guys he brought into the Bullet Club with them winning the Impact World Tag Team Championships. And then finally, you had uh, Mercedes Monet, the new IWGP Women's Champion, showing up on the Mandalorian Red Carpet premiere and doing a tug a war with the IWGP Women's Championship with Rosario Dawson. See, this is why we put the title on Mercedes Sanal. You was trying to stop it, but it, look at this is this is but, already but, the publicity we needed. But what if that's just what she does? If she does a match every two months and then they just put her on red carpet? This is not the best way to start. This is not. The, this is exactly what I didn't want. That they are using Mercedes Monet holding the title for publicity, but not giving a proper matches. So hey. you know what? I'll eat my words when she puts on a really good match against someone who isn't a big star in the Western world. Put her in another stardom match, then I'll say, okay, fair enough. Well, the the reports are saying that she's her first defense of the IWGP Women's Championship is going to be in April at Sakura Genesis. She's going to verse Azumi, who's the uh, Stardom High Speed Champion. If you're a Stardom fan, Azumi versus Starlight Kid from uh, Stardom's Triangle Derby Final. Oh my God, Chef's yeah. Kiss probably on par or maybe even better than Mercedes versus Kyrie. And you know how much I love that match, but Azumi and Starlight Kid tore it up. What do you think about Azumi being that first challenger for Mercedes NK? Oh, I'll be. Do you know what? It's, again, it's a very interesting matchup because, of course, this this won't be a high-speed um, title match, so it won't be as fast as a high-speed title match, but Azumi works fast in general. Um, and to see, you know, if Mercedes can keep up, it'll be it'll be something that I've never seen Mercedes go up against. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Azumi. Azumi's like one of the best prodigies in wrestling. She's only like 20 years old. Um, I'm super excited. And then obviously, don't know if we'll get get to this later, but then there's a rumor about you know a certain um, Mayu. Um, yes, you know. If if listen, if that match happens, I will lose my collective mind. But um, yeah, we'll tackle Zumi first if that happens. Asakura Sensei that would be a great platform. I hope that match is put up higher in the card because obviously in the US, like you trust that Mercedes is going to be either main event or co-main event. But I do hope um, you know, they learned from the mistake that was at Wrestle Kingdom and give, you know, Azumi and Mercedes a lot more time and put them somewhere up in the card. I think they should be co-main event in in all honesty. I guess it depends on who is main eventing to yeah. go Genesis because I feel like although Mercedes Monet is a big name and like obviously we had Kyrie Will New Japan fans, especially international ones, know who Azumi is to mm. bump it up? To, like, I feel like it should be in the like semi-final, but whether they'll count it as 
co-main event will depend on how confident New Japan are in Mercedes Monet in Japan, especially after the lackluster Wrestle Kingdom reaction yes. she got. Yeah. This is true. This is going to be a, a big spot for her, a big spot for Azumi. So it's going to be very interesting. But I, I like the fact New Japan did a better job of promoting that red carpet premiere than WWE ever did with promoting Mercedes on Mandalorian, period. So I'll give New Japan uh, credit for that. Any last comments as far as New Japan popping up in AEW with Aussie Open? Are we going to get Aussie Open officially signed to New Japan or AEW? Because Aussie you, Open needs to be signed. Not Aussie Open, not in AW, because they belong to us. They belong yeah. in the UK. I was shocked that they didn't have a contract. That was appalling to me. They it, they should have won more tackling for me, but um, you yeah. know, it is what it is. I can't. I want to see the gold at Aussie Open at some point. They deserve it, man. They are they, they are an amazing team. Um. And yeah, like I want to see them as champs going into. I want to see them at Forbidden Door representing New Japan as champs. But I would, in general, I feel like you know, um, them would they would be a great representative um, um, as tag team champs. And what I did like was with FTRs, right? Even if they didn't do it often, you got to see the world champions travel. You saw them obviously come to Royal Quest and kill it. And that's kind of what I want to see from New Japan. If, if we're in this era of collaboration. Have Aussie Open go to, you know, an impact on AEW or wherever and be like, yo, like, I'm putting my titles on the line because we are world tag team champions. So, yeah. That needs to happen. And even Aussie Open showed up on the uh, first episode of ROH TV. Yeah. And that had uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Blake Christian for the NJPW World Television Championship. One excellent. of my favorite matches from last week. That was excellent. Easily. I agree. E excellent match. Excellent match. Zack Listen, Zack Sabre Jr.'s revelation with this title. Like, he's killing it. He's, he's absolutely killing it. So it seems we're going to see some more of New Japan across the world. So we'll have more to talk about on the next episode of Ace Techers. Uh, we hope we that we made Kiri and proud. But uh, NK, you want to start us off? Let the people know where they can follow you and when they'll hear you next time. Yeah, so you can follow me um, on Twitter at NK Preach. Um, you can follow the Restings podcast. We have tons of content out now. We um, had did a um, AW Revolution prediction show. Um, we're going to talk about Revolution and then um, catch our weekly podcast every Friday. Um, yeah, Restings. Big up the mandem. By the mandem. For the mandem. Sanal, you got your great channel over there. You did a New Japan Cup preview, I believe. I saw that one on yeah. your channel. Let the people know where they can follow you and see your work. So despite losing Jay White um, in New Japan, I my channel continues. So yeah, I post sporadically um, every week, every two weeks. Um, yeah, I just did a preview of that. I've done reviews. I do random stuff. So make sure you look follow me, Sonal's Life, um, Twitter at Rask underscore chat, so you can be the first to see when that happens. And yeah, I am slowly getting through the loss that is Jay White. But we keep fighting for New Japan. 
We keep fighting for New Japan. That's what we do here. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHeelSP3. I want to thank every anyone and everyone who, if you discovered me here on Wrestling on Ace Techers, I appreciate you for subscribing to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We just hit 5,000 subscribers over there. We also just hit affiliate status on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash True Hill Heat Gaming. So big week for us at True Hill Heat. So I appreciate any support that you can give us over on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, wherever. Thank you so much. And thank you to NK Sanal. Thank you to Karian for giving us this platform. And we hope that we made you proud, sir, when you're listening to this. But this has been the latest edition of Ace Techers on Wrestle In. We are signing off until next time.